History. On March 19th, 2020, in the middle of the strangest time in this generation's existence, my infant son Cash's future best friend, Joseph Marty Herson, was born at a robust 9 pounds 10 ounces. His parents are Dr. Yasmin Mahdi and some regular civilian, definitely not a doctor, Peter Herson. Despite his lack of credentials, I've called Peter a close friend since high school. When they told me that Yaz was pregnant, I was of course happy for them, first and foremost, but also a little selfishly happy for my wife Robin and me too. We have another couple to experience this with and talk to. And talk to, we did. Peter and me recorded this podcast. Two dads talking. All right, Peter. So you became a father about a month ago or so at the time of recording. And like, what's the thing that I guess has sort of surprised you the most about everything so far? Yeah, I've thought, I've thought about this before. And, and it actually, it, it matches up with a lot of my like, you know, life changing experiences. And it's uh, kind of um, ordinary. I don't feel different. I feel like I feel out of my element. I feel like I'm the same guy as I was before, but now I just have this huge responsibility on me and, uh, you know, a tremendous amount of attention on, on my duties. And, uh, uh, you know, I think that, uh, that kind of, that has kind of slowly changed me a little bit. So in, at, actually it, it was quite moving. The birthing itself is, is tremendously emotional and it happens, you know, that, that has that effect of being slow but fast. I mean, you're just not prepared for it. Like, you know exactly what's going to happen. And I've seen it happen like a number of times being in healthcare. And, um, but when it happens and, and you, and you're uh, a gear in that machine, it's like, whoa. Um, yeah, very, very uh, it, it moves, ships your paradigm, I guess, is, is to use a euphemism. Um, that was the most surprising thing is that, is that like, I can't, I left the hospital with the baby just being like, I went in without a baby and now I have a baby. I guess I expected to be a man and, and I still kind of feel like a boy. And, and that, that, that was a little surprising to me. Yeah. So you, like, you feel like, cause it's something that I've felt a lot of the same way. Like you, you feel like, like there's a part of you that it does change, but you still are living with the same sort of insecurities, anxieties, you know, like all of the good and bad qualities you had going in, you still have coming out. Is that kind of what you mean in a way? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I went in more or less the same guy. I, I went in the same guy as I left. And, and I, but at the same time, uh, you know, as, as I live that regular life, that life that I knew, I just, I have all this energy for it now. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it, it, it's like before, uh, you know, before I felt like there, there was, the, there was always this underlying, oh, what's the point? And now there's kind of a point to the most mundane things, to, to learning how to cook, to cleaning up, to tidying up, you know, to doing laundry, to, to having, you know, uh, career objectives, to, you know, being sure to when you drink your coffee <laughs> or like, you know, just uh, the, the, from the great to the little, all of a sudden it's got this point to it. I guess I kind of knew that was going to happen, you know, philosophically, I, I kind of figured, but that was a, that was a tremendously refreshing experience. Um, and uh, it's it's one that you can't really empathize with yourself beforehand. You 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 kind of know it's going to come, and then when it comes, you're like, "Oh, okay, I I I, I get it. Okay, I understand. Uh, yeah, you didn't you really get a, a sense of that beforehand." 
outside of that, like what has been the thing that maybe has surprised you the most about whether it's like your connection with your son or your partner or just overall like about being a dad? Is there one thing that sticks out to you that is like that you're like, oh, I didn't think it would be like this or I didn't think I would like this. Like just one of the biggest surprises to you so far. It's it's all the time. It's even when you're not when you're not there, you're always there. I, I've, I've used this and I'm sure I've used this euphemism to the point where I'm not even sure what it means, but it's, but it's like an attrition game where you're just, you know, it, it's just all the time. It's always kind of in the back of your mind. It's always there. I think you kind of want to tell yourself you're, you're, you know, you're going to go at this your own unique way and you're going to be the same guy you were before. And, and then you come out of it and no, it's, it's this, it's always this little, it's always there. You're always a dad all the time. Every day, every minute while you're sleeping, while you're not thinking about it, your mind will kind of jump back to that. I guess how that changes your behavior depends on the person, but that's a bit surprising um, that, that you just, you know, that it always has that shade on it. And then, you know, it becomes more you're handling the, the, your, your, your boy and, you know, it's there, it's right in your face and, and you feel it more acutely. But I think I was most surprised at how, how much it's there when, when they're not around. It's just, you're just, kind of it's always there for you i thought it was going to be like oh I, I figured out how to be happy and now i'm going to bring along somebody and i'll show them how to be happy by doing the things that i'm doing and and because it's all the time because it's every moment it kind of shifts you a bit in in terms of like like having the baby really at the start of the pandemic what's been sort of like the hardest thing uh surrounding that and it's, it's such a unique experience that like not many people will ever have. Like, I'm just wondering like what was the, maybe the, the sort of the, the most challenging part of, of this during that time? You know, I, I think this ties into your last question as well. I don't know what normal is. And then I think I was even more surprised to find out that nobody really knows what normal is. You have a, you have a general understanding, but you're just taking it as it comes and you're just doing the best you can. Uh, you know, the whole time. And, and you, you're, you know, your, your mind could go down the rabbit hole of like, Oh, I'm messing this up, which is going to mess this up, which is going to, you know, I'm, I'm not comforting him in this way, which is going to affect him in this way. And we need to introduce this into his life. We need to start doing this with him. You're just a ship on this water and, and it's just carrying you wherever. And, and, and you just, it's really, it's, you don't have any bearings. You don't know where you are. So, you know, to get back to your question about, about COVID and stuff, I don't know what normal really is. I know that what I'm experiencing and what I'm going through with Yaz right now in, in our little quarantine here is probably not normal. You know, it, it, insofar as that it's the first child in our immediate family. We would, we would probably in, in other circumstances have a steady train of relatives and grandparents coming in and out, cooking, handling the baby, um, you know, providing contradictory advice, often probably from the same person. And, uh, you know, so for, for better or for worse, our experience has been very compartmentalized. Um, we, we've been, we feel like we're almost in this child rearing test tube where, mm -hmm. you know, everything is, everything is in a controlled environment. Um, you know, we, we, you know, the contact we have is, is minimal. Yaz and I were just discussing a couple of comments that both of our mothers have made to us um, that have been um, shockingly personal for someone who has not been around us at all. You know, one of the comments was, yeah, it, you, you, it seems you have a crier. 
like Im- imagine hearing that and and being like what do you mean i have a cry i've never had a kid and you haven't been there and and how much that comment impacted both of us and how and how that felt in terms of what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong we both took it really personally and then and then you know hours later we were just like you know that thing you know she said really kind of stuck with me so you know i mean i i think you know outside of the 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 craziness that's going on and and the constant small talk about you know covid that that we basically have to get through to to have a conversation um with anybody um it feels ordinary it feels regular this is our regular you know i mean we have another kid maybe we'll have something to compare to but right now everything is unusual and all of and 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 unusual is the norm well i mean that's a really interesting thing you say about like sort of the i guess some of like the outside noise and i think like when i think back to you know sort of my experience i mean a lot of my most insecure moments were from moments you know from comments from other people like family and friends and like oh this is how it was for me or they or this or like just like little things or you should be doing this etc cetera, etc cetera. and like so for for them to say anything in, in any circumstance is weird if they're like around a lot, but then to have those comments there when they're not really even that present and they're only getting like, the, the, the other thing too is like, I think it's probably because, you know, you or Yaz or something said something to your parents at a time that like he was crying or whatever. And really it was like tw- two or three times for extended times for a 24 hour period. So they hear you talk about it and they're just like, oh, that's how all they're doing. But like, if they're actually around for longer, they would know that it's a little bit different. Yeah. It's, it's such, it's so anecdotal. And you, and you kind of see that ignorance in them. And, you know, I, I love the, the contradictory uh, comments that we get, or pieces of advice, I guess, where it's like, every baby is different. But all of the advice is based on children they've had. <laughs> like, I think about it as like, that was such a moving event for them, that the gravity of it makes them feel like they have more conviction than they do in what they say. I, th- I think it just speaks to like the, yeah, how much, how much it impacted them. How much it changed them, I guess. I don't know. But like receiving that, it's like it's hard to know if there's like a pattern. I feel like you just you kinda you take some of the vice and if it doesn't work, then you blame it. If it works, then you like kinda I mean, you just just be okay with making mistakes, I think, more than anything else. But it can have an it can have an unexpected impact on you, that advice, that kind of stuff. You'll like because you, you're really acute to your own behavior and what you're doing for your children. So like someone like my like like when my mother said that, like, oh, it seems like you have a crier. And like, in my mind, I'm like, does that mean I'm doing something that like makes them cry too much? Are they crying too much for a baby? Am I, am I like not noticing something that, that is, that, that is there? doesn't make sense, but you still kind of feel it. The gravity of that was larger than I would have expected. You know? So yeah, something that we were kind of just talking about before we started recording and something that I like, I, I thought about a lot, especially at first. And like, I think you, as time goes by, you kind of get over a little bit is like early on, like really all the baby does is like sleep and breastfeed. And like, as the man, as like the father or whatever, sometimes like there's really not a ton you can really do. And you're like, well, what, what am I <laughs> like? Like, what's my use? Has that affected you at all at times? And have you found that getting easier? Because for me, like, honestly, I found that I really felt that at first and it did get easier as time went by. Yeah, I think it did. I think you find your role. You talked about, you talked to yourself about being the butler. Yeah, that was my joke. Yeah, you find your role. I think there's comfort in that. 
don't know. I, I guess, I guess I'm frantic to solve problems like that. So I like, I, you know, I just do what you can, you know, do what you do as you're asked, you know, be really patient. But I mean, I guess that's what you can offer, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm more separated there. I have to find my role more more than, more than anything. Uh, there's something that I always can't get over is there's certain times just like looking at them and knowing that I've created this thing. And for me, like as cash gets older, that's only kind of like intensified for me. Yeah. Sometimes I look at him and I, he looks a lot like me and <laughs> that, 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 like, Oh shit. So I don't, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but, um, is that something that you've kind of experienced? Yeah. Seeds of that. Yeah. I don't, I think a lot of it's like, um, subjective right now like i'm doing a set of jobs and i'm like still growing it it feels like it's almost still in the womb as you said and i'm still but like now i'm getting like i'm actually having interactions with it i'm doing things they like um i think where cash is it sounds like it, it sounds like that like gets exponentially bigger is the interactions you know yeah yeah i know i think it does for sure what do you what do you do with what do you what's what's your thing with cash what do you do with cash i do this thing where i kind of like bite around his face or neck area that's the thing that always that i i always get him to do and all yeah like it's but that's changed like do like at certain points i'll like put him do like an airplane that he really liked that for like like i'll sit on my back and put him in the air and that always got to him every time but there's just like it, it really does change so much that's part of what I'm learning. I mean, five weeks, like, it's like I'm learning that it's very different very fast, you know? Yes. And yeah, I guess that's when you start to see some of the different, some of the changes start to come about. Yeah, uh, personality traits, you know, like ways to connect, like, you know, like personal. Time now for a word from our sponsor. Are you a father feeling trapped during self-isolation? Are your wife and kids all over you all the time? need just 30 goddamn minutes to yourself well order uber dad den just download the uber dad den app on your mobile device and within minutes your sanctuary will come right to your front door uber dad den is equipped with all the top datascapes a big screen tv with full cable and streaming services all the top video game consoles arcade games even ski ball and a fully stocked beer fridge for those dads who need some extra special quiet time, we provide tablets on a secure network. Yeah, it's a uh, jerk-off station. We've even modeled the look after all those fake man caves you see on those TV sports sets. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Here's Johnny. Your 30-minute escape awaits. So order Uber Dad Den today. Okay, now back to the podcast. So Peter is a paramedic and is heading back to work pretty soon in the middle of a global pandemic. How's he feeling about all that? Combining the two worlds, you know? It's like I have the stresses uh, that I was doing before combined with these stresses, plus the stresses of being away from them, you know? Knowing that it's yeah. difficult for her when she's, uh, you know, when she's alone. 
and I'm going in somewhere familiar and she's staying somewhere unfamiliar. In fact, that is getting like more, that's getting harder. She's doing it alone this time. Yeah. Like I'm going back into like the coronavirus world right now where like that's the subject of conversation constantly with like opinion and uh, people act it out. And then, you know, obviously the precautions that we're doing, you know, seeing patients who are symptomatic or suspected of being symptomatic, elderly homes, um, and then like shedding all of that off and going home to this, like combining those two worlds, you know, from a quarantine standpoint and like, um, and from like, you know, bringing stresses home, combining those two stresses together. It's, I'm like, you know, pretty kind of nervous about it. I, I'm not dwelling on it too much, but like that, that like, I think of like combining those and being like, like I've had some, like just working with no baby, I've come home pretty stressed sometimes, you know, I've been like, yeah at highs and lows and the idea of me handling a child in some of those states is a little bit scary sometimes, but you know, I, I assume I like let myself go a bit, you know, when I'm living with Yaz in a, you know, in a, in a, in an autonomous world, basically. Well, I, I think that's something too, like you guys will kind of like pick up on, like she'll know that you just came back from work and you do want to help out with the baby that maybe at times, like it's better if you know, you go rest or go sleep or just take a second and not like, jump into it right away too and i think you'll, you guys will find that rhythm or you know you can jump right back into it and maybe it's better for you you know what i mean like it, it helps you decompress more or better in a way you know what i mean like i think you guys will like find that rhythm and i i think that's the thing about that kind of stuff is like you you worry a lot about it before it happens but then you kind of just like manage find a way to do it it's not as big a deal and you're like oh why was i that worried about that yeah yeah you probably like downplay it a lot, but like you do have a <laughs> really high stress job and especially like you're going into an environment that's like really quite different from the one you came out of. Right. Stress is like stress cut hits you in different notes though. You know? Yeah. Like the stress of physical stress, for instance, is different from emotional stress or empathetic stress is different from kind of the stress of doing the mundane thing over and over again. Um, you know, the, the stress of dealing with confrontation. Um, I feel like, the stress that I get from handling someone like, like Joe right now doesn't necessarily tap me for stresses I would feel on the road or vice versa, I suppose. I, I don't know. I find almost maybe one would, could, could maybe relieve the other in some senses, you know, in the same way that physical stress, maybe physical exercise or something like that might, uh, you know, mitigate stresses from work or stresses from confrontation or, um, you know, attrition or something like that. I'm, I'm hoping it kind of, it's not a one plus one equals two situation, but it, I, I think it's all right. I, guys do it. I mean, like all I can say is like, there's lots of guys on the road who do this and they have kids and they have lots of kids. And a lot of those guys are like family men and they're spread across the board across the whole career too. But, and then there's some that are like, you know, having hard times, but uh, I mean, it's hard to tell. You're always looking in on other people's homes and, and, you know, houses, you know what I mean? Like an Ebenezer Scrooge type situation. <laughs> you're, you're looking yeah. in and judging a family based on one interaction with each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you think you have a, a grasp of what it's like all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, you're also wearing a nightgown and a, and a <laughs> yeah. sleeping cap yeah. with a ghost <laughs> with chains draped on them. Yeah. yeah. A sleeping cap. When, when, when are those coming cap. back? Well, you, yeah, I guess you, you used to get, you used to get a really cold head back in the day, you know, yeah. you, had to, you had to get up to stoke the fire. That's what your sleeping hat was for. Yeah, once the fire goes out and you wake up in the morning, it's freezing your balls off. Yeah, one thing I love, 
actually I like kind of like laugh at when it happens a lot. I find it happens with cash and like a lot of babies is how fast they go from like quickly they go from emotions like literally laughing one second and then straight into crying or like just happiness right into sadness. I, I just think it's, it's so funny. I don't know. Is that, that that's one of those things that just makes me laugh every time. Right. And I find that, I find that even from like such a small age, they're, they're, they're doing that. Oh yeah. I do every day. I, every day I do a news report on the baby and it's about two minutes long. And uh, I give you the news of the day for the baby. Welcome to the news. The news for babies. The news for babies by babies. How about we check in with sports? Sports! Run, 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 run. Climb, 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 climb. Folks, we here at Baby News like to bring you to the current events. So, that's what we'll do. The news that really matters. With no political spin or anything like that. Uh, today we will be reading the news together, but this time legitimate baby news. So let's just take the take the paper out here. What do we got? Let's see what's in the news today, sir. Uh, well, appears uh, it appears as though we have circles. Circle is uh, is uh, uh, seems to be the news today. What do you think of circles? Uh, what's your opinion of circles? What do you think of them? especially circles in circles. Do you think that white circles and black circles should be mingling, for instance? Or perhaps you don't want to politicize this show. Yeah. Oh, very well. All right, well, let's move on. And there's one, it's where I like, the, I put the camera on him. Doesn't seem too interested in the report right now. Got anything to say there, baby? He's like perfectly asleep. And I just, I gave him a light tap on his, on his belly. And he just goes, good God, he apparently had a lot to say. And then back to sleep. That's awesome. But yeah, like that, the emotions just like, you see them like kind of wave through them in their facial expressions. They'll just, I mean, it's hard to say whether or not those aren't just random pics or whatever, but like, yeah, when they're, when they're sad, you can tell when they're like, you know, they, they go from one thing to that so quickly. You change a diaper and be like perfectly happy. Lay them down, you change a diaper. And all of a sudden they're nervous and excited and they start screaming. Yeah, I, I think the other thing too is, and this is kind of true of like small kids, is like how honest they are with their emotions. And it's such a funny thing to think of like as humans, as you get older and older, you get like, like you, you learn to like suppress truth a lot of the time or like lie more so what is that like why why like we do that just to appease others like it's just such a funny thing that that really is something that's learned i think it might be it might be like yeah um i don't know and i only i only dropped this term because i recently looked it up um it was because i fucking read the newspaper cognitive dissonance where we like we have a reality in our head it conflicts with what's with what's really happening and we, and, but we don't accept that. And we just have the mental stress from that. You get exhausted from just like bullshitting all the time. That's yeah. In a way it's, it's exhausting. It's a load that you carry. I, don't know. I find myself thinking very deeply when I'm around. I, I walk around with the kids so much. I like philosophize and like, I mean, you're, you're alone so much walking around, just putting them to sleep. You know, 
like like I think that's probably a good thing. Have you found yourself though finding at times that like you know depending on like where you're at like mentally that can be a bad thing and you like go into a, a too dark of a place? No, I've been lighter lately. I don't know. It adds meaning. Like I, I it's it's hard to like. I mean, I still get kind of depressed when I read the newspapers and stuff. And I like read about protests. It's hard not to catch a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world. And that's kind of depressing. It's nice to just fall into the world of just being a father and, and, uh, you know, keeping things narrow, keeping, keeping your, keeping your attention narrowed. <laughs> Fuck man. I, I like, I, I just, before, before I had a kid, I would always just say to myself and just be like, you learn to be happy. So now just take someone along with you and then they can watch you be happy. And then, try to be happy themselves like as, as a basic broad way of like thinking of fatherhood and, and, and operating in the world. Yeah. I, I thought of something too, like early on and I, I think I wrote this down and it's still kind of true to like what you're saying right now is that as an infant, you're not going to remember like any of the early stages. So this in, in effect like you having Joe, me having cash, we're experiencing sort of that for ourselves. Interesting. Not, you know what I mean? Like it's not that like that, that's what, why we're doing it, but they will never remember any of this. And we remember so much of it. And it's so like vivid to, to us all the time. Yeah. It's, it's like nature of experience though. A memory that like for someone, for instance, if somebody gets Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. And they can't remember a lot of their life. Do they have, have they lost their soul? Like, is that their, is that their essence? Is an experience that isn't remembered worth experiencing? I, I wonder if the early, early stages, because I mean, everyone said, I always hear medical professionals talking about infancy as being a very important time in the life of development thing. Um, and I wonder if like those developments impact us in a way that we don't cognitively recognize as single memories. Like you, me seeing a box or like a window or like um, an object in front of me um, because I have no context for it nor even context for context. It may just appear as like a vague fear, some, some kind of base emotion in your like limbic system. That's like, you know, uh, you, you have a general feeling of uneasiness or agitation, or you have a, a warm and more of a, a drawing feeling. You want to come towards that. Like we have feelings like that and they lie at like the base of like we identify them as being like, I love mm -hmm. sports. You know, I like watching a home run. It gives you some kind of feeling, but we're associating these warm feelings with, with maybe something that we learned when we were in infancy. So we don't call them memories, but I, I like, I liked, at least this is how I like hope my efforts are important to like a child being raised. Is that like, you know, you're kind of teaching them to be happy and to be warm against things. And, and I suppose to have fear and to like embrace trauma and, and, you know, have a level of courage. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. So I, I, I see your question and I'm like, I, I, I get, I get what you mean. Um, and, and I, I, it, there is like a feeling of that, you know, I, I, of like, I'm the only, I'm the only one of us too, that's going to be able to discuss, that's going to be able to discuss this in earnest. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it is kind of yours. Like that's, I guess that's fatherhood. That's like, that's the identity of a father is being like, I was there for all of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's a great way to wrap up, to be honest. 
right. I like it. That's fatherhood. You just we just we just we did it. We solved it. What a